All right, so I put the the uh, the software in the Daily Show prep today, the Quiver Quantitative software, and so people on on Rumble are going, mm, maybe I should be following Congressperson stocks and buy and sell accordingly. Yeah, here, here's the thing: there are people who have been doing this for a number of years, and their portfolios do very well. You know, you have to have the money to invest because some of these stocks are not cheap to buy. Some of them are. Uh, but it's if you're looking at adjusting your portfolio and you're going to play in stocks, you know, everything is a risk. OK, so when you play with stocks, it's more risky than mutual funds or other stuff. But if you want to you want to diversify, yeah, following what members of Congress are doing. And the thing is, the software it's showing you how that congressperson is performing. So if if you have a congressperson that is doing particularly well in the stock market, you probably want to follow them. Let's go into the house here. You want me to... I wasn't going to talk about it. You want me to just play around some local politicians? Shall we? Because it's all public information. Um, oh, there's Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Click on Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi's a little down right now. <laughs> not uh, not doing so good. Let's see if it if hopefully the virtual machine will allow this to go as well as I would like. All right, Indiana. Um. Oh, you know what? In Indiana, hold on a second. Indiana for the congressional representatives, Wilarski is not showing up. But I do have Congressman Banks. So let's take a look at Congressman Banks. So they don't have Walorski's uh, information. But Congressman Banks, he's down. Like since, since last year, he's down a lot. So maybe don't follow him, okay? Congressman Banks is not so good at investing, all right? He doesn't have the inside track on what's happening with the, uh, the markets. He was doing really good in April of 2020. He's way below that, so his investments are not doing so good. Um, now, that doesn't mean maybe he's investing for long-term. Okay, Everybody has a different investment strategy. But just for giggles, let's head up to Pelosi. Let's see what Pelosi is doing here. Uh, all right, so it's got – okay, we'll do Pelosi. Let's get rid of Mo Brooks. I don't care about Mo Brooks. Who's the other person that's up here? Who's this? Okay, don't care about that. Uh, Pelosi is just down since mid-November, but when you look at Pelosi's numbers from August of 20, August 18th of 2021 to November 18th, 2021, I mean, it's like the climb at the very beginning of a roller coaster. It's seriously, it is almost a vertical shoot right up in profits. I mean, absolutely astounding stuff. So, yeah, I, you know, you want to follow Nancy Pelosi and and mimic what she is doing? 100%. By all means, do it. You know, it's a lot of people make this their investment strategy, just kind of do what Congress is doing. The collective worth of the House has just been, it's 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 been very, very good consistently. And the only way that they could perform like that, again, is just because, you know, you're dealing with uh, oh, Crenshaw's been on a, a bit of a bender here. 
<laughs> uh, Dan Crenshaw in Texas has bought a bunch of stuff and sold a few things yesterday. And it'll show you like, you know, the dollar amounts of, of what they're looking at. Most of these investments will be from $1,000 to $15,000, uh, depending on the stock. But like uh, you have uh, Kim Dreischreier sold between a quarter of a million and a million dollars worth of AAPL stock. She sold it. So she got rid of between 250000 and a million dollars worth of stock yesterday. I wonder why. Hey, Josh, why, why do you think somebody would sell up to a million dollars worth of stock from the AAPL stock? I don't know. Maybe if you have AAPL, you should sell. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you have a congressperson going doing a fireside sale for up to a million dollars, I yeah, I might go ahead and yeah, yeah, I might I might get rid of that. It's <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'd have to look it up, but uh AAPL might not be a stock you want to hold on to right now. And here's the thing. That's a really dramatic sale which is one of those things that would show up as as kind of like a red flag if you're watching it going, wow, you're selling that off. It's, it's a large amount. It's not a normal investment amount, right? Just, you know, the average person doesn't do that. So when you have a member of Congress invest large sums of money or, or get rid of large sums of stock, yeah, there might be some movement happening there. And here's the thing. Like uh, when you open up the AAPL stock in, in uh, Quiver Quantitative, Here's what it is. You have a dashboard, okay? You have a nice little dashboard that tells you how members of the Senate are, are performing on this stock. So what are members of the Senate doing? Well, uh, Thomas Carper sold it. Uh, Shelley Moore Capito bought it on the 17th and then sold it on the 25th of August. There's a lot of people selling this thing after a massive amount of purchases. So you have the ability with the uh, the algorithms here to take a look at a stock and see what members of Congress are doing with said stock. And if a bunch of members of Congress are buying it, maybe it's something you want to buy. If a bunch of members of Congress are selling it, probably something you want to consider selling it if you have. Uh, so just, you know, again, I'm not giving you actual investment advice. I'm just saying there's an algorithm that is freely available. And you can use this software for your own personal use for free. So you can cr create any kind of, of uh, you know, charts or graphs or whatever that you want with whatever data is available. Um, it's a really great tool. I use it for a bunch of stuff. We were just, uh, during the commercial break, we are going over some government contracts, which government contracts have been awarded. Got massive billions of dollars in contracts for vaccines for children with HHS that just went through this month. You know, just things that you want, or last month, things you want to want to take a look at. So there's a lot of information if you're just an information sleuth, but also if you're genuinely interested in using it for investment purposes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Quiver Quantitative might be one of those places you take a look at because they're telling you what members of Congress are investing in. Just a thought, okay? I'm going to tell you about uh, Juicy Smoulet. That is Jesse Smollett. His trial has turned into a giant poo sandwich. He took the stand again, Josh. Okay. Josh says, why? He took the stand again, and it went 
horribly wrong, including him accusing the prosecutor of racism. Well, (laughs) keep in mind, this is a trial in which one of his defense lawyers started crying, accused the judge of lunging at her, and stormed out of the courtroom with her mommy. Okay? This is... (laughs) I wish that we were watching this on television. I would I would desperately want to see this, but we'll have some updates on the Jesse Smollett trial coming up 95.3 MNC. Everybody, Casey Hendrickson here. So I got to tell you about an exciting new sponsor that has hopped onto the program, XFOG. A lot of you work in warehouses. A lot of you work in machine shops. A lot of you are in the RV industry and you wear protective eyewear, right? And it's annoying when it fogs up. You've probably tried a bunch of the chemical solutions. You've probably tried spitting on it, all of that stuff, and you haven't had any success. Did you know, Josh, what do you think the dollar amount is for eye injuries every single year from people taking their goggles off and then, boom, something happens, right? You take your goggles off to clean the fog, and that's Murphy's Law. That's when a nail hits you in the eyeball. $300 million a year in medical bills, compensation, and time off in the United States because of eye injuries because people took their goggles off to clean them off. X-Fog eliminates that problem. If you're an employer and you want to ensure that your employees are safer and more comfortable at work, go to xfog.com, pick up the X-Fog system for all of your staff. If your employer won't do it, protect yourself. Go to xfog.com, use coupon code Casey, you get 10% off your order. And again, talk to your boss about getting X-Fog in your system, whether it's medical, recreational, or your industrial this is a way for you to protect your eyes and not have the glasses fog up. Super light, easy to use. You don't even know you have it on. You can't hear it. There's no loud buzzing noise or anything like that, which is perfect for military because it doesn't mess with your comms. Go to xfog.com, coupon code Casey for 10% off your order. You know, the thing is so light, dude, you can wear it on a ball cap. Did you know that? I got to bring it in, man. I got, it, it's, it's, so when I'm, when I'm like kydex bending, you know, because I have to wear the goggles because kydex is fiberglass and you start grinding on it, the dust goes everywhere and you can't, you can't breathe it. You can't get it in your eyeballs because it's going to ruin your day. Um, so you have the goggles on, but they always fog up because you're looking down. So the X fog is so light. You, you put it on the back of your ball cap, and I've got uh, the uh, Velcro back here, so I just stuck some Velcro on the X-Fog, stuck it on the Velcro on the back of the hat, wrapped the wire down into the goggles. Don't even know it's there, dude. Don't even know it's there. And see, for, for my my operators out there, my door kickers and, and pipe hitters, you guys know, I mean, when you're dealing with the goggles and the, and the protective eyewear, and they do have some that have like, uh, you know, the the anti-fog systems, and they're loud. They're loud, and they mess with your comms. You can't hear anybody. The constant... And the X-Fog is silent. Like, we were talking, uh, we met the uh, the people who, who uh, I know it's not supposed to be a commercial right now, but seriously, this product is, is amazing. Um, when we were sitting there, we met the, the owners of X-Fog, and we were talking with them. They had it running. We didn't know it. Like it's been running for five minutes. Had no clue. Can't hear it at all. It's amazing. Seriously. Super amazing. Love it. 
very popular paintballers. I was wearing I was wearing the X Fog hat because paintball. You know, you go these long your glasses all fogged up and everything else. Um, I went into uh, Penn Station and got a sandwich the other day, and the guy's like, "Hey, that's that that's that like anti fog thing, right? For your goggles?" Like, "Yep, that's it." He's like, "Man, I've been saving up to get one of those." So I gave him my my promo code because a bunch of his buddies are running it while they're playing paintball. Uh, but it's so, so much more than that. I mean, it's just an amazing system. Xfog.com, promo code Casey. Just a fantastic product. Um, all right, so traffic is back open on Eastbound Toll Road, by the way. We just got the word. Traffic is open up again. Uh, Jesse Smollett, folks, I <laughs> this whole thing is a mess. Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. You ready? Smollett, who is being accused of faking a hate crime in 2019, lashed out at a special prosecutor, Daniel Webb, during questioning, saying that he did not want to answer strict yes or no questions on the stand. That always looks good. I don't want to answer yes or no. He retook. Why did he retake the stand? Why? Why? I mean, it's more fun for us, and it's more likely that he's found guilty, which is a good thing, but... Webb introduced as evidence a series of text messages that Smollett had reportedly written to the Osandero brothers. I still don't know how to pronounce their name. The Osandero brothers, uh, Smollett's friends. These are the Nigerian twins that everybody's talking about, who prosecutors say colluded with Smollett to perpetrate the hoax. The texts contain multiple uses of the N-word, which Webb read out loud verbatim in court, because this is a court of law, And you can't just say N-word. You've got, it's a matter of legal record. So he read the text messages like you're supposed to. So Smollett sent a text message. Smollett's black. The uh, Osundaro brothers are black. Smollett's sending text messages with the N-word in it, right? So, So Webb, who is the special prosecutor, is reading the text messages verbatim. Smollett then scolded Webb saying that he should stop reading the N-word, quote, out of respect for every African-American person in the room. Hold on. You wrote it. You sent it. You sent it to other black people. But Webb isn't supposed to read it out of respect? So I'm, I'm... You realize that there is... I realize that there's a bunch of people who will say, no, you're black, it's okay for you to do that. Um, Now, again, when I grew up, if it ended with a hard R, it was bad. If it ended with an A, it was meant to be, you know, friendly. Um, That has now changed because now everything is supposed to be racist. But there is a, a deep divide within the black community about using any variation of the N-word in, in music in culture, in casual conversation, there's obviously a lot of people who do, and it's normal, and and they don't have any issues with it as long as somebody who isn't black is not doing it. Whereas there's others, um, particularly pastors and in and community leaders who are desperately trying to fix some of the problems in in Black American culture right now, who are desperately trying to get black Americans to stop saying any variation of the N-word when they're talking to one another or referring to one another because it's still demeaning. And there is this divide between the two. Jesse Smollett wrote the word multiple times and sent it in a text message 
to another black person. The special prosecutor is reading what Jesse Smollett wrote down, and Smollett is saying it's offensive to every African-American person in the room to use his words verbatim because the N-word is in it. So this, this becomes the question then. Why is it not offensive for Jesse Smollett to use the word and send it to another black man, but it is offensive for the special prosecutor to read that text aloud in the courtroom? Why is it? What's the double standard there? And there will be many people, I'm sure, in this audience. There isn't a double standard. As long as you're black, you can use the word. Well, Webb is just quoting what Smollett is saying. Now, this is a court of law. You have to get that quote. Webb then apologized, after which Smollett replied smugly, apology accepted, but it's been used a lot. Yeah, you used it. You used it. So if it's offensive and demeaning, why did you use such demeaning language in your text messages as a black man to other black men? Right. Smollett also admitted during the questioning that he changed his description of his attacker's from white to pale because he didn't want to make the assumption that they were white. I got news for you. The Nigerian twins are not pale. They're the ones saying that he paid them money to perpetrate the crime. We also, we also have camera footage that was unveiled during this trial of on the night in question, Smollett driving with the brothers to the area where the alleged Hate crime happened. Mm. Oh boy. I mean, it's a doozy. I mean, that's almost that outburst is almost as good as one of his lawyers crying, accusing the judge of lunging at her, uh, and then running out of the courtroom with her mommy. That's that's almost as good as that. But wait, there's more. Got more coming up. 95-3 MNC. MNC News Time is 531. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that will last a lifetime. All right, so some other stuff with Special Prosecutor Dan Webb, who Jesse Smollett snapped at for quoting him directly in using the N-word in text messages. Um, Let's see, this is uh, Charlie DeMar on Twitter. Special Prosecutor Dan Webb picks up where he left off. Video of Smollett picking up the brothers at their home in Lakeview and then driving near the scene of the attack. The brothers testify the trip was a dry run of the attack. Smollett says he picked the brothers up to drive around and smoke weed. (laughs) Dan Webb continued his questioning, getting Smollett to admit that he drove around Lakeview with the brothers but denied that that he recruited them for the hoax attack during the ride. It's (laughs) Smollett in is answering in clipped tones, leaning into the microphone as he says, that's what I said. Yes. When asked about any hoax planning, he says, absolutely not. That never happened. But, but again, the way that he's interacting with uh, the prosecutor is just, you know, he's acting well, he's acting like he's always acted. He's been snippy. Little moody, like he needs a nap or some CBD. He's a little irritable for a guy who smokes weed so much, Josh. You know, it's like I don't maybe need to change up the uh, the blend that you're using. 
Uh, so Smollett drove from Lakeview to Streeterville with the brothers. Smollett says he, the plan was to work out. Again, the brothers say it was a dry run on the fake attack. The special prosecutor says, were you so stoned that you didn't get out of your car to work out? Smollett denied that he was too high, but says he didn't want to work out uh, with the brothers. So Smollett says, we got into the car to go work out, but they never got out of the car. They never worked out. So the prosecutor said, ah, you know, we're, we're, we're going to work out, smoke some weed. And so the prosecutor's like, okay, were you too stoned to get out and work out then? Because you didn't work out. And Smollett says, I just decided not to work out. Has anybody ever gotten in a vehicle with their workout buddy and not worked out, Josh? Anyone? No. It's against man law. You can't. You may not want to, but you're going to work out. Okay? It's going to happen. I mean, <laughs> Webb is working to an important point. If Smollett had picked up able to go work out, as he testified, why, why did uh, the other brother get in the car? Again, remember, the other brother, Smollett, says is homophobic and doesn't like him. So why is he in the car, too? Why do they drive all the way to Streeterville and then just turn around and go back to their house instead of working out? Again, why did Smollett take the stand? (laughs) I mean, look, we're going to have to have awards for the worst performance at a trial. Gage Grosskreutz and Jesse Smollett. Who's going to win this thing? That is a tough one, man. That is a tough one. Although we, we've got much better video of Gage Grosskreutz realizing that he just tanked the entire Rittenhouse case uh, when he was forced to tell the truth on the stand. All right, we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Everybody, Casey Hendrickson here. Where did he? Oh, sorry. Somebody moves my monitors around. I want to make sure I get the right promo with the right disclaimer on it. Josh, the NFL is nearing the playoffs. Week 14 gives us a big divisional rematch between rivals Browns and Ravens. Is it really a big divisional rematch, though? It's not, right? Because, like, the Browns are going to get killed, right? The Browns aren't one of those teams that actually plays their rivals well, even when they suck most of the time. Sometimes they do, but very rarely. So, yeah, they're going to get destroyed, right? All right, cool. Just making sure you all know what to bet on when, when, you, when you fire up the FanDuel Sportsbook app. But here's the deal. Maybe you're a Browns loyalist, right? You have faith. FanDuel is going to give you 30 to 1 odds on either team to win. Just like that. See? If you really believe, you can still get 30 to 1 odds on the Browns to win. That means you can win $150 on a $5 bet. Bet on the Browns, you won't, but you can. It's possible. And here's the deal. If you do win, by some miracle, you bet on the Browns and you win, you'll get paid in as little as two hours by FanDuel Sportsbook. Plus, if you're already a FanDuel Sportsbook user, FanDuel is hooking all customers up with $50 when you refer a friend, plus your friend's going to get 50 bucks too. All you got to do is sign up with promo code Casey before this Sunday afternoon matchup, and you can win $150 on a $5 bet. Remember, you have to use promo code Casey so they know that I sent you. You must be 21 and over and present in Indiana. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wagering designated offer market max bonus $150. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. And if you have a gambling problem, get help. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT.
something. Here's Bill O'Reilly. Bye.